sent to Earth from the darkest depths of space to fight crimes and talk about the subjects not many men dare to go. With faces only a blind mother could love, arms like a silverback gorilla, and more hair on their chest than something really, really hairy. Like really hairy. Prepare to be astounded and bedazzled by the wondrous voices of your two hosts, GK and F. Stand by for a live broadcast. Namaste, interweb. Welcome to episode 14. You can triple stamp a double stamp. <laughs> and we're back. Fuck. Very good, very good. Namaste, I, I'm enjoying your greetings, dude. Yeah, I like to uh, splash a culture uh, for uh, for the <laughs> listeners. A little di- different saying of hello every every episode. We're recording uh, early in the week, guys, because we're go- oh, I'm going to Melbourne. On the weekend, and we didn't want to leave you hanging for the weekend. We're going to spit some spit some genius, and I hope you've got genius far because I ain't got none. <laughs> oh wow! Um, look, I, I reckon before we even start, if we just kind of um, do a shout out to Evan from last episode, that was a really really cool um, episode with Ev, and um, it was uh, kind of good to see that kind of being shared online. Yeah, it was uh, it was really it was cool, and we'll uh, up on uh, the Twitter at GK and F, and on the Facebook GK and F, we'll put some links to his two novels, uh, Scribbles on the Wall and mm-hmm. uh, Solitude, um, and we'll also put a link to the Happiness Compass if you want to check that out. So yeah, that was uh, that was cool. And uh, today we're recording in the studio, and I feel like uh, this whole thing should be maybe to the music studio. So I feel like it should be all recorded in like <laughs> Drop D or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is, yeah. We need a coffee machine in here as well. It's just turning into like a recording studio. Hey, dude. So he, this, I'll give you some uh, mental gymnastics that my uh, my brain goes through. I was up, I reckon about uh, still up at about four o'clock this morning because I trying. Like I said, I'm going to Melbourne, so I'm trying to finish some stuff off before. So my mind was on yep. overdrive. So and up, I was up. So I jumped in the car and drove. Uh, to drove into work, which was in North Sydney, in McMahon's Point, pretty swanky area, and I got there because <laughs> I left at four o'clock. Believe it or not, there was no traffic, and I got there early. And so I went and had a coffee, and I walk into this coffee, uh, this coffee house, and the dude pulling the coffees was um, uh, George. I don't know his name. He's the Carbo from Pack to the Rafters. <laughs> George, it's not Callum Barris, but it's. Uh, we'll get. I'll get you his name. Uh, check it out. But he he and I knew he owned a cafe, so it didn't sort of surprise me when I walked in and go, "Oh, that's <laughs> Carbo from Pack to the Rafters." Did you? Did you? How did you feel like socially? Did you need to kind of? Um, did you feel like you needed to look cool? Or <laughs> oh, yeah. So what? Well, what? This is what happened. I didn't. I, I look. It's only Carbo, so I didn't really give a fuck. But yeah. I didn't want him to know that. Oh, I know who he is. So I guess do you want a coffee, dude? And I go, yeah, yeah, man. But I didn't want to act like I'm a smug guy either and not give a fuck just in case. Like, he's, a, he's sort of famous. He could go, Wait, do you, by any chance, do you want to do a podcast with your long black? Can I come on? So I was, or I'm, are you hiring new friends? Um. <laughs> so I'm, I'm playing the auditioning role where idiot for a famous friend. But I was auditioning, so you can't go in like, oh, oh there's a famous guy and overplay it. But you also don't want to go... You underplay it that much. So my mental gymnastics are giving it just enough. I know who you are, but I don't give a yeah. fuck. But I don't not give a fuck enough for us to not hang out one time in our lives. So you need to play a bit left of centre so you're not typecast with all the other people uh, auditioning for his new friend. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, 
<laughs> yeah, they, so his manager came over with my coffee and the cards. So I'm back for audition two tomorrow morning, I think. Um, uh, it's a piatto at a McMahon's point, if I'm shouting out. Carbo, George, do we yeah. find his real name? Do you, do you reckon it's funny how like um, you could of like drop the podcast to him and you would have weaved it into conversation because that's what good salespeople do and sometimes when you see it happening when it's really transparent you're like oh how do we uh, proceed in this social construct <laughs> I don't know how to do that at 6 in the morning cover long black and because uh, <laughs> I need some pep for my podcast this afternoon <laughs> Oh, by the way, do you want to come in? Oh, <laughs> and I'll grab the eggs to go. <laughs> and you're wearing a shirt. You got the hat. You got gloves like a BMW owner. <laughs> it was a pretty funky uh, dresser too. But then that got me. That got me thinking. I didn't really get me thinking. But since you just sort of said, "No, wait, he's auditioning for Friends," so I was playing that role. Do you reckon people in general uh, like draw certain people into their lives? You know what I mean? I'm not, yeah. not talking about your friends. Your friends are all. Yeah, who your friends are and that's made up of an eclectic group of people but do you reckon certain people draw certain people to Ooh, themselves okay so, so are you a saying a kind uh, of person uh, so with the your acquaintances not your friends the they're not your friends but yeah they're people you just seem to draw like uh, uh, do, do musicians draw just other musicians yeah. to them do, uh, to the people like cokeheads draw other cokeheads to them to yeah. uh, like to uh, you know artists <laughs> and to, or do some people just draw like bitchy, bitchy chicks to the like a you know the girl like the yeah. mean girls style character? Is there a certain girl that draws just real mean, bitchy, yeah, you know, bad vibing people? I remember when um, when I started high school uh, in year seven, like I you know got there left you know obviously primary school, but you, you start high school with some of those primary school friends, mm. and then over the year um, this little kind of group of friends from primary school started to break up, dispersed. And I and I kind of started hanging out with um, kids in in our year that were kind of the naughty kids, <laughs> and I started doing naughty things like um, like smoking a cigarette behind like the hall, like, and it's like wow. And until my brother found out, and he says, "Dude, if you do that again, I'm going to kick your ass." I was like, "Okay, all right. Well, I won't do that then." <laughs> so you say the kind of people you draw to yourself are the naughty kid. I, I, I don't, I don't know, but it's, but it's funny because I ended up, you know, playing sport and making a whole different bunch of friends. But you, you, you go back and you think, um, like the butterfly effect. Like, yeah, what, <laughs> I, what if I did that? Would my could have yeah. potentially my legs get blown off and I wake up with no arms and no legs? <laughs> yeah, that, yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> Stay away from lead boxes. But, <laughs> I, I reckon I draw to myself uh, people that are not. Uh, they're not. Criminals, not that they they skirt. They oh, s- this is a great start to a story. <laughs> they skirt the the I guess the boundary between what's socially acceptable yeah, and okay. what's what's you know what's a good time uh, for a little bit of the time, but also uh, that's the so also probably push it push it and uh, you know a little rather than a lot of these people are good. So, so what do you reckon that is? Is it something like you genuinely find attractive, or is it something like uh, <laughs> I just I reckon I draw the people in because uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe they think that's the game that I'm playing in the same league I'm playing in or something. When, and maybe because I don't I'm not uh, I don't really give a stuff about them, so I'm not real frightened off by them or. Or anything like that, but I've I sort of did a. Uh, but well, do you find small talk like kind of tiresome? Like, do I, do I find small <laughs> yeah. talk tiresome? 
oh, this would be a terrible job to do if I did that because I think with every guest we have in, that's sort of small talk for a bit. That's, that's not small talk. No, 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 dude. Small oh, talk's I those cliche things that you would say, or, or like small talk. Like, oh, oh, what about the weather? Yes. Or, yeah. So I went to my daughter's, uh, my daughter, oldest daughter had two birthday parties on Sunday, yeah. this past Sunday. Yeah. And that's the small talk you got to go through with the other parents who both don't want to fucking do the small talk. You mm. both, so why don't we all just stand apart near each other, sort of, so all the kids know where all the parents are. <laughs> but don't talk to each other because you're only saying small talk because you think that's what you want to do. I'm going, oh, I can't wait till this party's over. Yeah. You go, I don't really want to talk to that dad either. Yeah. And that was, but I had two parties back to back at this thing, so it was two parties of small talk back to back <laughs> to then, back. Oh, but, but there was actually a group of. Um, two guys that went to school with us a year younger that I actually was cool talking to and catching up with. So I sort of I found that halfway through the party and it was the small talk was no longer small talk. Yeah, and that's the thing, right? So when you start having that small talk, there is there are two scenarios here. One, you don't hit it off, one, you do. And I was talking to um, Dave Smith and he was talking about how he played this golf day and, and he was partnered with somebody he hadn't met before. He's, he was talking about, you know, we started the small small talk as we're driving down the one of the holes. And, he, and the dude he was with dropped a um, stepbrother's quote. And Dave started, what's, what's your favorite dinosaur? <laughs> Velociraptor. <laughs> and he goes, from there, it's like, we hit it off. Like, we're friends. We're, we're like best friends. We've just seen in the movie. They just, they just uh, repeated every word for word that movie. We're best friends now. But yeah. what happens if you're halfway up to the first hole after you drive in he drops something that isn't good you go oh they've got what's your favourite dinosaur he goes pterodactyl <laughs> I've got 18 holes of friggin this bird lover <laughs> it'll be terrible I know but, but you still got it and that's uh, part of a Part of the makeup of a good dude, I reckon, someone who's willing to try and throw a quote in to go. <laughs> to see a bit of test yeah. water here. Hey, here comes a fun bomb. <laughs> I, but I hate, I, I hate small talk on the phone the most. You know, mm. you make phone. I don't just get. Let's get to the point. And that's when when text messaging became a thing. Oh my god, did it change? I, I would not answer the phone, or I'd be like, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, see ya, and like. Back in the day, my my mum or my brother or even even Jess to this day goes, who was who the who was that? Like some deli market. I go, no no no, I was like far. <laughs> One of your best mates. <laughs> something. I just don't want to talk to him on the phone. It's funny how when you used to get text messages back in the day, they held a lot of value. You're like, oh, who messaged me? <laughs> and but now you're like you're so bombarded. You know, with your phone's like you know text messages has kind of gone down. It's 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 if it, it's stock's gone down, and I think the messenger maybe might be a Above it all, <laughs> or emails the, and our the instant or messenger or the private messenger, right. but especially when you get caught in one of the group message uh, texts and your phone just keeps beeping all night. Yeah, dude, I switch all those, all, all of them off. It's just, you uh, just drop out, and then uh, you, you come in. It's like this might be my designated time to see what's happened. Is it poli- unless I'm on holidays? <laughs> is it polite <laughs> to? Reply to a missed phone call with a text message. Well, Is that? Let's touch on some social norms. Okay, so to reply with a missed call with a text message, yeah. now you got to return the call. Yeah, I think so too. But here's a funny one: like if it's well, on Messenger, right? If it's in a group chat, you might say something that's addressing everyone, which requires a response yeah. in this social construct. So, but you see that someone's seen the message. But they're still not acting, and it's a, <laughs> I've got two. There's two schools of fucking thought here. That either there's there's the people that have all seen the message, but they're waiting for someone else to respond. <laughs> like if it's gone, do you all guys want to go to the the pub? 
I'm going to just see what uh, Davo puts up first before I reply because I don't want to commit or, or not commit in case everyone's going in. And you know what? I'll have a fight with my wife to go to the pub. I, it'll be worth it if everyone says yes. But if everyone goes no, and I've already had this fight with my wife that I've got to the pub, that wasn't worth it. So you hold off there. Or there's, there's, there's this one person in our lives, both of our lives. He yeah. sees every single message that goes up that needs a response. They, these messages need a response, and he won't grace it with a response. <laughs> and he's, oh, I thought it was implied because everyone else just answered. <laughs> Hang on, Jeff. You've got to make your own. Mitchell Bennett, I'm talking about you. You've got to respond to this. They found me. <laughs> Finally. How long has it taken you, gentlemen? <laughs> um, yeah, I know. But, uh, like, if you do try and organise, like, a social gathering, maybe with the, maybe with the guys, like, is it... Um, a good strategy to include the wives, so they're aware of what's happening. But you've got another, um, you've got another messenger chat going on with the dudes to strategize. Now you say this, and I'll come back and say this, well, and, and then based on what they say, we'll do this, and then we may conquer. All right, see you on the, see you on the other thread. Okay, see you, dude. Bye. Jeez, ah, that's that's some work. That is. But I think it's good to add the wives just because I think just pure and simply, especially with our group of mates, everyone just goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the wives have actually got something on the calendar. I know that's actually my birthday. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> I know. I oh, know. No, we are. We're, we're actually doing laundry that day, all day. <laughs> and, and you and you, you have to be involved just to sit and wash the dishwasher, wash the dishwasher, <laughs> just in case I accidentally put my clothes in the dishwasher instead of <laughs> Have you ever done that? Oh, Put man. my clothes in the dishwasher. Yeah, no, no. that's a thing. Yeah, I, I've done that before. <laughs> I on, remember on my, accident. My, yeah, by accident. Like you have the dirty clothes box, which is pretty much next to the toilet, <laughs> next to the dishes, <laughs> but not next to the dishes. No. You know when you go on autopilot and then you put the milk in where the cereal goes. Have <laughs> yeah, you ever done that yeah, before? Yeah. It's done, like similar sort of thing. I hey, that funny. I saw this. Uh, I was listening to this article today, only because it's the middle of the week and. <laughs> I, I thought this was pretty interesting. Mm. So it's um, and the 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 title is the headline is what the f are you doing, um, Colin? Chaos over severed hands. Have you heard about this thing about how the um, the SES, you know, the special forces, mm-hmm. Australian forces, yes, Sorry, the SAS yeah. were when they were um in 2013 in, in Afghanistan. Um, if, it, if it was a Taliban soldier who had passed away, they were cutting off their hands so they could get the fingerprints to identify them. Mm-hmm. Have you heard, heard no, of this? No, no, no. So, so, so I, I guess you can see why people are kicking up the stink because um, of the severity. Like, and they're, they're kind of saying it's, it's, it's an example of how these special forces are being dehumanized. Are they cutting off anyone they kill, civilians' hands, or is it the just, just uh, Taliban. rebel alliance, it the says, Taliban or whatever? Yeah, it just says and, the and Taliban. And is that to then say we've killed this person just in case it's some high-ranking Taliban uh, leader or something? Is that why they do it? Uh, yeah, like so So no one... Yeah. Or is it so one I'd, of those things, you know how like uh, back in the day, uh, was it... Uh, could have been anyone... The original, the guy that Dracula's based on and stuff, he used to put people up on stakes and leave them out there, or heads on stakes, just to, uh, to go... Yeah, to ward off. Are you thinking of Game of Thrones? <laughs> Is it, that's not a documentary? No, no, no. Oh, in the S, the, um, no, the doc- making of a, of a warrior... I don't know. Game of Thrones is a documentary, uh, I thought. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, no, they used to 
But are they chopping hands off and going, don't do they're this so, or you're going to lose your hands? No, they're, they're, they're chopping they're the hands off of the deceased Taliban soldiers. So they can and identify they, them. To identify them. So can or, you just or take is the it to keep dog tags off their neck and go, oh, that was yeah. Jimmy. I mean, wouldn't it be easier to get an ink pad and just do it like with a, oh, with do, a dead oh, hand? actually take the fingerprinting thing. Yeah, well, that's what, what I imagine how they're that's identifying. they're taking the hand too to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that'd mm. be easy. But how do they have a... I mean, how uh, much time does it take to cut someone's hand off as opposed to grabbing the finger and just putting it on the ink? Uh, okay, you've got to clean the finger first <laughs> yeah. with some an alcoholic wipe or something. Yeah. Vink, boom. As opposed to... You can well, let's put get sticky tape on it. I've seen that in oh, other movies. Di- was it um, Van Damme? Is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, <laughs> and that's how he escapes. Can't even think of the movie. Uh, yeah, because he cuts his thumb pretty <laughs> yeah, off. Yes. But what... Um, Do what, you think it seems you- pretty barbaric? Oh, see, okay. This is my thought. We're gonna we're gonna find out a little bit more about GK, everyone. <laughs> uh, in a traditional sense, yes, I think war. You have to have different rules for war, and war. It's not nice, and it's people are going to die, and people are going to kill. Yes, there's probably some uh, the right way. Like you don't want to go gassing people and putting really torturing yeah. people, yeah. stuff like that. But there's. Normal conventional everyday rules don't cannot and do not apply in war. So, yeah. what might seem to be an extreme to the layman or you and I, we both haven't been in war or fought in the army. Probably isn't sort of that uh, that way. But I, I think your original question was: Are, are you what were you, were you saying about the SAS? Are, are they dehumanising them? Yeah. Well, it, and that's that's right. What you're saying is is valid, right? Because they're saying they've accessed this information from a secret defense document obtained by the ABC. So, like, ABC is admitting like they've found this out from a secret document. And I don't even know if that's illegal. Is, isn't that illegal? If if it's a secret document, if it's a confidential document, well, that's WikiLeaks is based on, isn't it? But isn't yeah. there like a certain period of when they have to release all that after so many years anyway? Um, I'm not sure, dude. That's that's probably something um, pretty cool to research. But yeah, so and then, and that's what they're saying. Like it's a secret defense document, and it's secret for a reason because of what we're talking about right now. You know what yeah. I mean? Like there are generals and there are specialists in this world. And if and I like, and I, I agree with what you're saying. If it's in war, like I mean, I would ask the soldiers. I mean, is there another way of doing this? <laughs> but, like, like it is pretty. Like when you're coming back, do you put them in a bat? Look, I don't know. I don't but, even know but, how you move them. So, any, even with cutting the hands off, so isn't you can't when you say you get done for a crime. All right, that's when they take your fingerprints. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get done for that fingerprint crime unless your fingerprints are on file. Yes, correct. Again, yeah. So how do they have these? How if chopping their hand off, taking a fingerprint in, then they're going, oh, we don't have him one file. Give him his hand back. Yeah. So what is that? Is it like well, how, whether the Taliban need to know? Who, I mean, they would obviously want to know who has passed, and you know what I mean, or and, and find out. What's going is there on? so much more shit going on? Like conspiracy, put your tinfoil hats on, guys. Like is like uh, <laughs> like everyone's fingerprints really on file? Like the government's got it all. Yeah. Well. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know about the fingerprints on file, but yeah, I, I wonder what the whole purpose is over there. I guess you know, it's a it's an industry that is well known for being thorough. If anything, yeah. you know, that I uh, that I, I on the government and conspiracy theories and that I've read this thing and I might have been like Warren Buffett. So would you say you're into them? Or I'm into them. I yeah. think a good conspiracy theory is interesting, but. I just sort of like what I was saying about fingerprints and does is the whole whole world does the government really know it or that? 
Warren Buffett, I think it was Warren Buffett, could have been Elon Musk, it was some billionaire mm-hmm. anyway, which I know they're completely two different billionaires, people that listen, it's not Warren Buffett and Elon Musk, he does Tesla. <laughs> I know who the fuck they are individually, I just don't know who said this article, yeah. or wrote this article, or was quoted in this article. Yeah. So he uh, said the way the world's going is basically, you know how everyone's going, oh, who cares if they're spying on our emails? I've got nothing to hide, I've got nothing to hide. Like, who cares? Who cares? I'm not doing anything wrong. Mm-hmm. The, it's going to get that bad. They're going to know all your stuff, and eventually you're going to have a chip insert. He reckons it's going that way where all your... RFID chip, radio like frequency an, identification yeah, device. Similar to that, or yeah. is that, where all your money and everything's going to be there, and then they can just... If you're... They could just cut you off from everything. Go, stop. Your chip doesn't work. You can't, you can't uh, use it for money. You can't uh, log on to your emails. Your- Do you hear about this dude who put his Opal card in his wrist? Yeah. Does that, was that legit? What the hell is that? What are you so doing, mate? Traveling you heaps. don't need to do that. You don't. You, you just, just keep it in a pocket. But, but, <laughs> so say, how much time would he save not having to get his... Uh, or maybe he just left... I mean, you got to weigh up the risk of infection versus the time you're going to save. You know what I mean? Maybe like, he just was one of those guys that forgot his wallet all the time. And, yeah. and his wife goes, you <laughs> you leave your wallet at home one more time, Johnny. I'm going to put it in your wrist. Or, or unless he's Superman where his time... It actually is that valuable. He needs to put yeah. it inside his arm. You'd lose your Opal card if it wasn't sewn into your wrist. <laughs> the Opal cards are awesome, but it's such a faster way to... Um, to move is it, it though? Because I, I don't catch public transit. Transport and I hate public transport. Yeah, uh, I'm a. Am I a public transport snob? Yeah, I am. Yeah, dude, you should give it. A, actually, give it a give it a couple of years. Like they're doing a lot of work on. How, what about all this infrastructure that's going on at the moment? It's humongous in the, in Sydney in general or the world. Or? Um, in Western Sydney specifically. Western Sydney? Yeah, I mean, you know, um, you know, they're putting in the M12. <laughs> yeah, uh, you, I haven't heard about it, but what the hell is that? Like, uh, we're up to the M7, I thought. Yeah, I think so we're skipping, skipping M's. Some, skipping some, well, keeping the M's, but we're skipping numbers. <laughs> we're the M. Yeah, chuck in a queue. Chuck in- <laughs> so the M12 so, is, what, a link road, another link road or Yeah, something. it's another link road. There's a, um, you know, the the airport that's getting put in. They're talking about um, the various staging of how, how, like, there's four stages, I think, of, like, the Northern Road, and they're talking about all the other on-ramps, and, like, it, it is an absolutely beautiful booming place at the moment as long as they're like projecting and forecasting whoever's the back in the day is it called what's it called population forecasting or projecting i guess i don't know there'd be someone that probably does that when they built the harbour bridge right it was a 40s there was one car and that car was actually a horse and cart so it wasn't even really a car but they built like a nine friggin lane bridge crossing the north side to the to the city and the whole point was just to get the yeah the north siders because originally they were just they were catching the ferries, but they didn't need a nine lane. What it might be twelve lane. I, it's a it's fact checkers dudes. Uh, it's it's so many lanes and uh, whatever. But then they build the M five in the nineties and they build two lanes to Western Sydney each way for a population that is what is it doubled in size. In like the last twenty years, yeah. Like, who's forecast? Who forecasted back in the friggin' day when there was no internet? Now you probably get a census and you can work out where the population's gone. They can't forecast that. You know, it's a shame. Like these guys get so much credit for this. Like talking about how wide they made the Harbour Bridge, they get so much credit. Yet no one knows their names. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> who did build the Hubble Bridge? Oh, well, who built the Hubble Bridge? Heaps of people. Someone, 
it was, one head. It was just Gordon Tallis. <laughs> yes, he's been alive for over a hundred years. Now um, it's got the architects John Bradfield, Ralph Freeman, and Thomas S. Tate. Oh, you know that guy was the most important because he had the initial S. Uh, yeah, Thomas S. Tate. He was either a cricket player in the Australian cricket team or, like, for the Indian, like, Vivius S. Laxman. <laughs> or he's the most important of those three guys. Yeah. That's, um, uh, what is it, C.S. Lewis? What, what does that stand for? There's some famous, um, um, famous initials. But anyway, I, I was talking about that. I was thinking about that because I was thinking about Roald Dahl. Mm-hmm. I was listening to his podcast. Which was it? I think it was Stuff You Should Know. And it's, we should, probably shouldn't be parroting stuff, but this is this is super interesting. And I was talking about how Roald Dahl at one point in World War Two was a special agent for the UK, and they were working in this, MI, MI6 or M6 or something. Well, they, it? it was called Camp X, and it was in Canada. And this is before the US were involved, so this is before 44. And the US were starting to train, so they're like, well, we're not getting involved yet, but we're going to suss it out. So they started training up um, special agents. And they had special agents from America, Canada, and UK. And Roald Dahl was one of them. And their job was to start working on, um, I think it was like propaganda and and and, and things along those. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, it's not propaganda. Um, espionage. Like uh, I think yeah. it was a full blown like spy. I, I, let me double there, check. There's that. A, there's an episode on you know drunken histories, and I've I've never thought of that till you just brought it up. But I I caught it on. Do you know that show Drunken Histories? Yeah, yeah. There's was, one of Roald Dahl, and yeah, he was like put in as. To work on espionage, and and that's how he became a novelist. Because the stuff was it the propaganda or the something he was writing was awesome. Yeah, he he was um okay. Roald Dahl was a spy, ace fighter pilot. He was a chocolate historian and medical inventor. Wow. Well, and what was it? And then he became a. What is he not best known for? A children's novelist. Is that um, he's is? also written some adult novels as well. And in adult. Oh. Yeah, as in the adult genre. Oh. Roald Dahl's seductive work. Um, yeah. So, but how interesting is that? Like, what a talented dude. What a lifestyle that, that's going from being a... So he's a spy, uh, essentially. Mm-hmm. That yeah. takes a special kind of person. Someone to either go undercover, like Donnie Brasco style, like in the mafia, or like be a spy. Or You're like... like you got, you got to think, like, do you need a... Um, like a certain disposition for that, like you need to be a risk taker, or can you learn that? Like, no, nah, no, nah, you need to be a special sort of person to drop your life and yeah. go into that. Uh, you know, because you'd have to, that, and that's the danger, isn't it? You you have to sort of become this character. So then, if you're undercover, I'm parroting shit that I don't. It's from movies, and I imagine it's all factual. <laughs> you can have an opinion, yeah. <laughs> well, it's all fact. Uh, <laughs> You get uh, you get uh, too caught up in the character, and you're sort of so far away from yeah. the actual self. Yeah, uh, that that's that's a problem. But I, I don't think you can. When they choose, I like well, think of The Departed, for example, another documentary. Bleed out of the Caprio. They chose him to be the undercover his yeah. character because he showed certain traits. Yeah. Where, so you must there must be traits that uh, this guy a certain psychological certain, profile yeah, that so, they're looking yeah, for. Correct. That's um, but it's even crazy to think. Well, that's that that's not fiction anymore. Like that's a, that was a real thing, and it must be happening like today. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Like um, these kind of hidden kind of organizations. But like you think of the disposition you need. Like going back to that 
SAS um, mm. special, you know, the soldiers. Brilliant. Like that's something I couldn't see myself doing, like cutting off someone's hands. But you know what I mean? Is it is it like riding a bike? You, you do it a lot. You get used to it. Is it? I think, and, and that's that, what with, they're talking about being desensitized with like. those uh, special forces and stuff like that. They don't. They break break you down to when you go through those boot camps so that you sort of listen to rules like that and you fall in line and everyone's doing it. Yeah. And if you're the you're not going to be the odd person out that's not chopping hands off, are you? <laughs> like, not to trivialise yeah. that, but it come yeah. across like a joke. But. Yeah. I don't know. No, no, but, but it sounds crazy. Like, mm. I don't know. You're not being, you're not being facetious. It's, no. Yeah. But it is, uh, yeah, interesting. Like, I, I couldn't see myself doing that, but, yeah, maybe that's part of the makeup. Do you know, have you done, you know, the psychological uh, sort of, I guess, Jeez, I've I sound like I'm about to say like in the movies. Like, oh, what, are you, what are you doing between podcasts, Joy? I watch uh, movies. Um, uh, you know, they, they get that ink stained, and they go, "What do you see here?" Oh, yeah. yes. Is that a real thing? Yeah. Have that, you ever done that? Yeah. And <laughs> you always just see vagina. <laughs> it depends on your age group. <laughs> So you've, not, you've never done those. Yeah, like who 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 invented that, and uh, who who come up with the right answers? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're wrong. I, that was when I, w- I had a job. Uh, when I was uh, nineteen, maybe eighteen, nineteen, and one of the this guy, he was an English guy, the guy that owned this. It was a like a um, a trade store, like a Bunnings, but it wasn't Bunnings. It was like, but that's what it was. It was a little trade store, just a independent trade store. And yeah. he did a, his own version of a psychological test during the interview. And he had all these red squares. He goes, put them in order from most reddest to least reddest. <laughs> they were all fucking red. He goes, I'll give you five minutes. I go, fuck, all right. <laughs> I just left them all there. Because it was a trick question. <laughs> well, I just left them all in the exact order that he'd put them in. And he goes, I've seen you've worked hard on this, and uh, yeah, you've got it right. I went, well, I'm glad I didn't change anything. <laughs> Put them in order from most reddest. They were just one red colour. But that's some, that's some psychological thing, and I don't know what he got because he didn't even watch me do it. Yeah. So I don't know what test he, <laughs> what test he was performing on. But, it, but it's funny how you're trying to understand his psychology. Like, it's it's I, I get the same. I remember when I was in, like, Year 7 or Year 6, where you do a multiple-choice um, question. Uh, like test and you think alright I'm going through I'll, I've done my answer I've done what I think it is I'll check it but you're like oh I'm seeing a bit of a pattern here it's like gone too, there's too many A's surely the person who was going to create this test <laughs> would have known to even out the A's and then you're like well I'm going to second guess my initial answers based on the psychology <laughs> of the test creator I reckon that's got to be a sucky, isn't it? <laughs> and then there's always the uh, there's only always a certain amount of C's that that's the most popular because <laughs> it's it's not I don't I don't know why C C would be the one, but I'd always colour in heaps of C's if yeah. I wasn't in, wasn't sure. That's um I was reading this article about how you know whenever you get questionnaires because because sometimes the data isn't isn't amazing because if you get like your answer on a linear scale and there's five options and you keep and you keep getting responses down the center it's like it's not giving you yeah, yeah. <laughs> not giving you a lot of information but if you cut it down so there's even numbers one two three four you got to kind of pick a side <laughs> <laughs> so it's all skewed to what they want it to be yeah, yeah pretty much we only give you fours. <laughs> I friggin' I was uh, I was reading the paper which I've got in front of me right now. Did you ever go to home nightclub? Oh yes. So long time ago. This is uh, in the 
Telegraph, the Daily Telegraph. So I've given credit to the paper, not the author, because he's not on the open page that I've just looked at. But they've got what they got. It's so back in the day. For anyone listening that never went or was too young, but I guess it's still open Mark now. Mark Maury. Well, there we yeah. go. He uh, it was <clears throat> it was pro- probably the dance sort of nightclub and had a sort of heavy sort of drug scene. I guess it was known as like a, yep. It was uh, Sydney's version of Studio Fifty Four. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but now, what, so what this article is saying, and tell me what you think of this. As it, they've had so many, I guess. Uh, between drug uh, overdoses and I think I think it's like um, people fighting and stuff like that on the drink and uh, they've got their own in-house a club with their own in-house medics oh my like so it's got they've got a like sick bay with their own in-house medics within the club oh man that's got to be telling you something is that saying you should shut that down or are they saying look so much of society is going to take drugs or whatever are we doing the safe option by having medics in house yeah no that's a because they're going to that's a polarizing kind of uh, topic that's 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 what i and i i I imagine that's what the article that i've only looked at the front cover while we're talking because the paper was sat next to me yeah is about but what did you do do you shut are you saying you should shut down because there's a medic in there or Uh, dude you're doing the right thing that's like pill testing you know how they've Yep. There's that whole new thing on dance parties where they've got, um, they want to bring or legalize pill testing. So were the kids. Uh, was it like for one of the um, the festivals, an organization was trying to, yes, yeah, yeah, free like pill that testing. Up. So you can go in and do um, tests. Uh, I guess they can test the pills for the purity or if there's some bad stuff in it. And there's this place in um, Denmark. Yeah. And what they do, it's a club. So they. They test all the pills that they find in there, yeah. and then they tweet out and put on the live screen. If say there's like a bad one, don't take the red Ferrari because that's a like bad pill. Yeah. And they tweet it out on their thing, and that I guess like governments and stuff are saying no, that's sort of it's illegal. So why are we providing that? Yeah, but people are, like these young kids are sne- sneaking them in and going to take them anyway. Shouldn't they be able to test? It's- Test to make sure if they're going to take whatever they take. And look, people are going to do recreational stuff for a stage of their lives, potentially when they're younger too. Yeah. So shouldn't they be able to make a good choice then rather than take something? And Well, I mean, yeah, with the drugs available, right, it's like um, countries are like starting to decriminalize um, the use of it because they're, they're kind of saying, I mean, it is an issue, right, that people but are... It's a social drugs? issue, not a, a legal issue. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a good question. Where do you look at um, prevention or cure? You know, it's um, I mean, how, how do you how do you how do you go about kind of eradicating that from from society? Like, is it is it using a lot of resource when you know a lot of these resources could be used elsewhere? I mean, um, Portugal they decriminalize and they're talking about how like drug use from like a age bracket from like fifteen to twenty four has has lowered. Um, and, and when we say decriminalize, it's they they won't get arrested for um, possession. For possession, yeah. yeah. So that's what Russell Brand uh, did. I think what would we call wouldn't be called Congress House of Parliament uh, House of Representatives over in the UK spoke in front of them regarding that, saying it shouldn't be an, a legal issue where you shouldn't you should be helping these people uh, decriminalizing drug use. 
Yeah. You're not going to get... If you're average Joe Blow, you're not going to go, I'm never, never, never touching some narcotic. And then the next day they go, oh, it's legal. And you go, well, give, you know, I'm going to strap on and yeah. sort of go to town. I mean, they've got a big fight on their hands when you look at any kind of TV show or movie these days. It's so... Because they glamorize it as yeah, well a it's, bit? it's everywhere. It's, it, um, it's been kind of, you know, presented to the public constantly, just like, you know... Could you could even put sugar in that same category? You know, people it's highly advertised um, or glamorized. It you, you, when you see it every day through a movie or whatnot, does it become a little more kind of normal? Yeah. And oh, sorry, I thought we just had a power switch. <laughs> yeah, well, we're on. <laughs> um, that was just an idea coming in. No, that oh, but they. Like, even, do you know the biggest show on Netflix last year was Narcos? Narcos. Which is Pablo mm-hmm. Escobar. So, he was, like a, he was, like, the greatest anti-hero ever. But he was a fucking terrorist. <laughs> like, he blew up planes and civilians. And he, you know, he was kidnapping and killing. But you watch that. Is that part of the attraction? Yeah. Oh, the killing and stuff. It's like, I watched it and I was rooting for him. But I know the end. Like, it doesn't yeah. end well for Pablo. Yeah. But I was going for him. Like, oh, don't catch him. He's a good, he's a good guy. <laughs> well, that's how, and that's how it was. And I know it wasn't. It was portrayed where he was doing the wrong stuff. But he's like he became this drug dealer slash terrorist slash whatever. Became the end. But yeah, through that TV show, they made him. They humanized him. Yeah. Oh, I'd like saying he wasn't like he was really. He was an advocate for like um, Colombia and and the projects and and soccer yeah. um, kind of um, you know programs. Um, didn't, didn't he own like the one of the soccer teams as yeah, well? He owned a Is football that? team. He owned a couple of football youth leagues. He was he was a massive fan. Of yeah, that. man. Like that's like I don't know if it's social or or legal, but I mean, whichever ever word you use, I mean, it's going to have to you know work together. I I feel if, if there needs to be one message that and and they are working together. They're never yeah, but uh, then it's never going to be a one one size fits all, and you're never going to have two sides of uh, like a government agreeing on anything anyway. So oh, absolutely. <laughs> this, this, that, this is a, a sell. Well, that's what they were saying back in the day when uh, when they made, uh, was it marijuana, like illegal or something? It was to take off, like, it was, like, this stuff's killing us on the streets. It was to take a... Uh, to add a tax to what was it? Or well, because you can't no, tax well, you it? you can't tax it. But, but it was because the government was going down, so then... It's like that, uh, what's it, uh, is it called a straw man? Where, a straw man fallacy. Yeah, so is that what it is, where you yeah. create something that's not really there yeah, to so take focus away, away from, from the issue? From the yeah. issue. So the government at the time, was it the Reagan government or something? Were, I think it was going to be impeached or something. It was, was it, yeah, okay, yeah. Was Reagan or Nixon or? Yeah, so always, Who's the one who said I'm not a crook? Is that you That's talking? Nixon. That's and Reagan, Nixon. Reagan, Ronald Reagan was an actor as well, but I think he was part of that. Freeway Rick Ross sort of cocaine era as well. Yeah. Where they'll actually see I was, if you believe it, bringing it into the country. Bloody hell. Or whatever. But um, the CIA. CIA were, were uh, bringing yeah. it into the country uh, <laughs> to support because I'm making so much money off it the, and stuff. Um, what is it? I heard on um, uh, somewhere, uh, could have been, no, it wasn't a conspiracy. It was proven like the CIA, they'll bring in a plane in. No, I think it was on the Joe Rogan podcast. Mm-hmm. It was, he was talking to um, Chris Leary. No, I can't remember. But he's talking about how the CIA plane went down. It had like four tons of um, cocaine. Yeah, on co- cocaine on it. So <laughs> illegal stuff that they. Oh, I heard that on, yes, yeah, probably Jerry. Yeah. But, uh, 
Yeah. That, that's that's full on. That's um that's nuts to think that like the government is that kind of involved. Well, what, not to say that CIA is the government. CIA is like like a, like Saar in Lion King. No one really knows what he's up to, but he's kind of in the family. Season the CIA really the puppet master pulling the strings yeah. for whoever's really there doing that stuff. I, I don't know. I don't. Know. I've, dude, I'm going to I'm, this. What this? How the rest of my week's running down now? I'm going to uh, Disney on Ice. Yeah, on Wednesday night, so that's going to be oh, that'll be fun with my daughters. That'll Lovely, be pretty cool. Disney on ice sounds great. Then I've got to go to Melbourne and <laughs> <laughs> see you in hell from heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Melbourne's cool, and I fucking love Mel- Melbourne. Melbourne's great, and I I wish I was going there down there to scope out some cool dudes like this guy Lux we met in Melbourne a few weeks ago. Yep, but not. I'm going down there on a, hol- a forced holiday. <laughs> It's just so fucking far, so withdrawn, so far this, withdrawn. This may be used against you, Jordi. So far withdrawn from uh, what the? Oh, you're forced to go on holiday, you poor bastard! I'm forced to go on this friggin' holiday to what I thought it's costing me more money than it should for this fucking weekend. That I don't want to spend. I'm going with my in-laws, which are lovely people. It's not against them, but I'm, I feel like I'm going. The holiday's designed for me to meet my wife's brothers, girlfriends, parents. Now, I don't know where I fit in that equation, but I've got to fly two kids and a wife midweek down to Melbourne, spend a goddamn fortune. I don't care. You better be down there wearing the shirt and the hat and <laughs> doing it all for this. Spruiking the show. Appar- <laughs> no small talk, Judy. <laughs> Apparently that's not what the actual weekend's for. I've since found only today. Out. But I've already built that narrative up in my mind. So I'm going to... I'm fighting this... I'm fighting this uh, bloody holiday with every friggin' ounce of my being. Um, Dude, we are, are going to check out um, strangers are playing in Sydney. Oh, fuck! <laughs> see, that's uh, see, that's why I don't want to do this shit in case fun stuff happens. Oh yeah, dude. Um, I, this reminds me of a um, because think of it this way: when you go down there, your kids are going to have an absolute ball. That was the best part about holidays growing up, right? But yeah, being having fun, yeah, yeah, having fun, and your kids. Like I remember, we went on holidays. Um, we went to Coffs Harbour, and we stayed at. Um, when we first got there, my dad had organised a um, a car- like a caravan um, f- from the guy who works next door to him. His name's Baz. Baz says, "Yeah, me keep no worries. Here's the keys for the week. Awesome!" So we're driving up, driving up in the uh, the yellow um, Kingswood. Um, and we're listening to the the Beatles, this Beatles album, just on repeats, going, "This is sick," you know. Um, and we finally get up there, and we get to this um, caravan. It was at night time, and I'm telling you, man, there was holes in the windows, there was cockroaches everywhere. Uh, and uh, Mum goes, "Michael," sit <laughs> down after driving, goes, "All right." Thing on his feet, we end up getting staying at this. Um, it was just like a like an apartment, but across the road from the beach. And anyway, there was two levels to it, so there was four. Uh, like units, I guess, or apartments yeah, built yeah. into this into this building. And when we got there, you know, when you're a kid, it's like, this is sick. We go upstairs, you go and explore over. We found a table tennis table. And the table, table tennis table was out the front of the people who owned the whole block. So it was like their door was, you know, about 10 minutes behind it. And there was a intercom. It's like, oh, wow, this looks, we've, we've heard of these before. Let's, let's speak on it. <laughs> and we're just saying really rude stuff, just swearing and... <laughs> 
<laughs> being really naughty and the guy comes down and says my dad and goes look are these your kids they're saying this 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 and the dad comes and goes yes <laughs> it's like oh and then so so they, they, that's something you can probably take down to Melbourne just I've <laughs> seen it come on say to my oldest daughter Mads jump on that and swear <laughs> Pass it as fun, but, but that's like, but they're the stories that you you get to make. You know but, what I mean? My holidays as a kid, we used to go to um, like so those two. We used to go every Christmas. We got a house with all my cousins up uh, of the Central Coast, usually like Copacabana. And they were the best. Like I'm sure they were stressful. I'm sure account. they were stressful as shit for all the parents, <laughs> yeah. like my aunts and uncles, especially with me and my brother there. I think we just fought all the time and like, everyone not enjoy their holiday. But we were enjoying the company of our cousins and shit, so that was cool. <laughs> but we're in, we're in constant competition of who the cousins really like. Probably me. Still me. Definitely. Um, hit us up on Twitter, cousins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, so <laughs> but, that, but that was those those rad times, you know, like when you're a kid and you and you meet someone new, like a stranger, like your same age as you on holidays, and then you like hit it off. It's like oh, that's the best. That's my favorite part of being that's a, the best as yeah. an adult. Going and you still on do it as an adult. That's my favorite part of holidays. Yeah. And you make these new friends and like uh, like you just meet at the bar or the pool and yeah. you hit it off. You're gonna, we're going to talk forever. You add it, probably add each other on Facebook and then you go, oh, fuck. You know it's what's, almost like... You a, know what's coming? The time's coming when they, they go, oh, we're heading over to Australia. Uh, we might... Uh, and you, oh, fuck, I've got to show them the Harbour Bridge and show them that DS Lily made it. It's funny because when, when you do kind of hit it off with a, like another couple overseas, it's kind of the equivalent of going shopping for friends. It's like, yeah, you know, you go into the shop, you try a shirt on. Well, you get to a certain age, you can't make new friends. <laughs> but on holidays, it's all right because they're, they're, they're on holidays as well, usually. Yeah. And they're so but, but, but it's almost like, you know, could I see myself, you know, are we going to have dinner yeah. when we're older? Uh, what are our kids? Are they playing <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I did, uh, <laughs> did I tell this story on the podcast already? Yeah, fine, I'll tell it again. Which one? If I didn't. So it was just at, uh, Hawaii uh, recently. Right? Yeah, a couple from oh, fuck, maybe six, six, seven weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, and the afternoon, I went for a beer. Uh, Jess had taken the girls to have an afternoon nap, so I went down to the bar to have a beer. And I sat at the bar, I was watching like, a, I think it was like a basketball game or a hockey game or something on. And I sat next to a guy who was on the phone. This dude's on the phone and he's, he's having a business call, basically. So he's calling back back home uh talking all this stuff like uh he was uh he's a he's a fishmonger that but he did crabs so like he was an importer of seafood <laughs> but of crabs and that he just very unique. and he just cracked the japanese mafia and the uh the mafia the japanese market but he was going what is it like how did you go with the mafia and ties like this and it's uh it's very mafia driven and you know you're this sort of stuff and he, he doesn't know i'm sitting next to him because he's he's engrossed in this conversation as much as i was engrossed in the conversation without hearing the words from the other end <laughs> and so i ended up having, having a couple of beers he's still on the phone we walked walked off to um Walked off to the room, afternoon after we came, or next day, or that after, it was probably that afternoon, we went back to the, the pool, and the girls were swimming in the pool, me and Jess were in the spa, and my kids were playing with his kids. My kid knows your kid. And he goes, he goes, hey, uh, so when we start chatting, because your kids are, oh, let's have a beer, and so we're having a beer together. I'm legit now, I wasn't just sort of sent, sitting next to him, I'm having a beer, but I knew everything this dude had done yeah you know so he goes what do you do and i said oh, this is what i do and he goes oh yeah i own my own business as well and i said oh yeah what do you do and he goes oh like uh seafood i go dude i'll tell you what i have to get into like, i know where you're going with this crabs 
And the most, and I love crab. He goes, D- that's what I do. I go, yeah. And he goes, then he goes, oh, I go, he goes, oh, he goes, oh, he goes, you never, how are you going on your holidays? I'm always on the phone to work. I go, are you? Yeah. And he goes, yeah, I've just, we just cracked, uh, like the Japanese market. I go, how do you get through the mafia and stuff like that? It's pretty mafia driven, isn't it? And he goes, yeah, you seem to know a lot about this, dude. So this is the Yakuza and all this sort of shit. And I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, then, and I'm just parroting this conversation that I've heard. But we become best friends. And this guy goes, this guy's tight. Like, I can see him looking over at his wife going, oh, this, do you hear yeah. You're hearing this guy? He knows shit. He's interested. Let's have dinner with them tonight. Yeah. Let's get, okay, what we're going to do? Our girls are going to go get changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. We'll meet at the bar in half an hour. So and there's this split second where, like, you look at your partner you do that face and go, we've, we've found one. <laughs> But all the fake pretenses, all the fake pretenses, and it's like, so he goes, yeah, we'll be back in the bar in a couple of minutes, and I'm thinking, fuck, what I need to do, I need to get a glass, put it up against his hotel door room, listen to the conversation between him and his wife, so I can have some more shit that I already know about him, because I don't know how much of my shit he's really liking, or he's liking fake Johnny that knows he's about the Yakuza. It sounds like you want one of those uh, uh, matching programs where you're sitting on either side of the wall. <laughs> And you're just there like, I wonder if he likes um, crabby. <laughs> Couple number two. From Australia. <laughs> if Couple. I was a crab, how would you eat me? <laughs> Couple number two. If we're importing crabs into Japan, what do we need to be aware of? <laughs> uh, but then, and then you know how you have the all oh, those dating shows, you have them the show on the couch after it, and they talk about how the date really went. Oh, uh, yeah. This didn't go good because he didn't know shit about the Yakuza. He was bullshitting. <laughs> yeah, so, when, when so he was talking got, about the mafia, it's actually a code word for bring the corn. <laughs> <laughs> but that was cool. So that and that was a friend on on that holiday. That's one of my favorite things about traveling, especially. Yeah, it's pretty cool to the states because uh, they find it. I find it I can't well, there's no language language barriers I guess it makes it easier too um, and I find like I guess a lot of the places I go in the states are probably tourist places yeah. so there are other tourists there travelling as well and yeah, what are you talking like Vegas, LA, New uh, York yeah LA, New York Miami, Florida like go to even Colorado you go to Boulder you go mm. into like somewhere where people go in for a ski season and stuff so they're coming yeah. over holidays so they're 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 looking to meet new they're looking to make new mm. friends too which makes it easier those college towns seem so fun like it's like a, oh. a great place to grow up I reckon if you with your friends and it's um yeah no, it's we in, did uh, that Fort Collins you and I in um yes Colorado so where CSU is yes. uh Florida, Florida, Colorado State University. Yeah, CSU. There's uh, a great um, jumper that I got. Eva, <laughs> a great jumper that I got from your bag. <laughs> was my oh, favorite. That was my favorite. Yeah, uh, that that was a uni town. It was just the town was just uni kids, which I guess that's cool. Yeah, uh, when you're in your twenties, I don't know how cool it'll be now. Uh, I could go back there though and say that <laughs> I could do one or two nights maybe there before I go. Oh, I'm too old for this shit. Unless you like the uh, I'm retired in two days. I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> Unless you like the Matthew McConaughey equivalent from Days and Confused. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. No one drives hotted up cars anymore, dude. <laughs> cars. Damn, I've, I've got a VR. <laughs> I watched a cool Matthew McConaughey movie the other night on. Um, it was called Gold. It was like a, it's a true story. Yeah. Yep. Have I told, told you this? No. Uh, so this movie, <laughs> this again, from watching movies between podcasts, <laughs> but I watched this weeks ago. So um, it's a true story. So what? What is? He's a, his old man was a miner or a prospector. Mm-hmm. 
pretty successful. The old man handed the business to the son. Son doesn't go too well, and he has this idea uh, of going and mining um, in. Uh, I think it's like Asia, uh, and he goes Southeast Asia. So he goes and what he does, he finds someone that thinks that this is uh, the Golden Triangle or something called. It's not the Golden Triangle, but he calls it some <laughs> something. And uh, anyway, they they go down and they drill down. And find gold. It's the biggest gold f- find in the world. This ever yeah. ever found. So he's worth. The is now- it a true story? Basically? Yeah, yeah, true. It is a true story. Not even base is true. Oh wow! Uh, the um, so he becomes so rich. So then these other companies are trying to buy him for billions and billions of dollars, and whatever. So he gets. So he sells them all before they've ever mined this. So he's a billionaire. Yeah, but 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 billionaire. <laughs> and what they actually, what actually happened was the biggest fraud ever. There was no gold. He sprinkled river gold. You know, you can pan for gold. Yeah, yep, for into alluvial the, gold. Yeah, in, is it? Well, there yeah. you go. Into the uh, the shit that you get from old Sydney town. In, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. <laughs> into the samples. So they take samples and send them away and go. Yeah, this is gold rich. This freaking yeah. field. So it wasn't even real gold there. So they fleeced. Yeah. fleeced the world out of billions of dollars. Anyway, he didn't know shit about it. It was his partner that had done it, and he didn't know, so he was completely uh, oblivious to it, so he couldn't get... He never got charged by the FBI or anything. Yeah. Um, and his partner ended up you know, getting away, selling all the stock, getting away. But they, like, obviously... In in that they probably take took a lot of families who invested in the stock market and a crash. But how they the people bought it without even finding the gold, like buying stocks and buying the mine off them and the, how the area to mine. Yeah, it's a cool story. Matthew McConaughey is like another. He was playing like a. He's gone from playing that character of uh, just uh, rom coms uh, <laughs> to like every movie he does now. He's like uh, playing some cool friggin' real life dude, like the dude from. Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah. The dude in... Um, he's only in it for a short time, but in... What's that? Wolf of Wall Street? Ah, uh, yeah. Wolf of Wall Street. He's um, He seems like a top dude. He seems like a good bloke. He lived in Australia. Did he? Yeah, yeah. Did two years in Australia. He called still... Uh, and we still call him Australian? Kind of like Mel Gibson? So kind of like anyone that's even <laughs> seen Australia on the map. So Russell Crowe, when he's a... Like an absolute cock, he's a New Zealander. But when he's putting out, gladi- you can't have a book, Mister <laughs> When he's putting out Gladiator and stuff, he's we, we pillage New Zealand stuff, don't we? It's a, <laughs> it's a New hundred- Zealand. They've just got to kind of put up with it, like crowded house. Are they Australian? Yeah, they're, they're, they're New Zealand. They're, they're New Zealanders, <laughs> but they're straight as shit. I think. <laughs> like, what if Mel Gibson just had a holiday here once, did he, or something? I think the only um, New Zealand things are sheep and um, what's that song? Ba da da bum bum ba. <laughs> we claim that. We claim their power. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, I don't know what I was saying about uh, how I got, uh, got to New Zealand. Uh, yeah, Matthew McConaughey lived, <laughs> lived in Australia. Did, uh, did he high school? Year 11 and 12, and then a gap year or something over here. Yeah. Yeah. So That's, um, I, I was seeing um, there was this uh, a, a chart that was talking about average incomes for. Um, you know, for different you know work, work professions, professions, workplaces, and there, there was one about um, the actors. Like the average actor wage is like forty grand, 
because everyone thinks of acting, thinks oh, of you big think stars. Oh, movie stars, but you got what people doing ads. Yeah, all the, all the struggling home actors and away. people haven't you know landed a job yet. And well, that's a, that's what the, isn't that the thing in like um, or LA, grinding, grinding. LA, you know? every every bartender or waitress is as an actor. What do you yeah. do? I'm an actor. Can and I take your order, please? And it's and it's an interesting um, kind of thing to pursue because you do grind, you do do it hard. You, you don't have money. You need to, you know, keep that mind in check to stay positive, to keep your head above ground because that's a, that's a tough, you, it's a tough slog for some people, you, you know? Do you think many of the people that make it, I'm sure there's some, but do the grind? I reckon the most of the people that make it, they get found early. So they'd yeah. be very rare for you to be grinding, doing the grind for an actor, especially for 10, 20, 30 years and then cracking it and making it big time. You're, you're, yeah. you're coming into the scene fucking Tom Cruise up pow yeah. and you you straight you're straight there doing sort of doing your shit straight away I don't I don't know I, I, I mean you just think of time like time is that um, kind of uh, variable that you're adding to it and who knows what the product will be you know if, if, if you just stick to it you know you you must keep moving in in the right direction you know if it's you know, they talk about you like not giving up like I'm sure there's parts I know we have in our own lives I think you know myself who play music like if I kept playing if I kept pushing kept pushing kept pushing kept pushing what would have happened you know it would have probably come to the detriment of you know the relationships <laughs> and where fire lives but you know what I mean that's you can't help but entertain the feeling sometimes what you, like, do. you do the grind you get and you, you know what you get used to it and you get I think you get kind of thick skin Op- you either do that or is an opportunity just um, good timing and hard work and good timing combined yeah so I- that's that's opportunity like you not, you're not going to just so no one's just walking sort of up to you at Asda if you're shopping in England uh, <laughs> or wherever and going but, hey, it, yeah, but it does hey. happen like that dude well people getting like people getting found like models and stuff like that yeah. or actors going it should be good good at a, at a gig is yeah. that Oh, what was that uh, chick's name? Is it Isabel? But it Wood? only kind of happens for those arts jobs, right? Where you got to have some sort of flair with whether uh, you're acting or... Yeah, yeah. Well, no one's walking up and going, hey, you want to be the CEO of Macquarie Bank? Because <laughs> <that was, laughs> your shoes are schmick. They're on point. You know how to polish. I'm sure you look good in a suit. I know, you, I know you're just wearing thongs. <laughs> how good would the autobiography be? You know, I was just walking up to the shops and then boom, it just happened. I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> CEO of Macquarie Bank. I'm flying freaking first class. Private jets. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's a movie on that. <laughs> and I've got to feel like Eddie Murphy plays some two plays all of the characters he's played all of the characters he's the ingoing and the outgoing CEO of the Macquarie Bank at the time but uh, it's a, but yeah but anyway but it is a like a, a massive grind and that that's um, you know I, I find it I take my hat off to people who are doing it in the, in, are you saying in the like I guess you come from like you said, that background when you were doing music, that was obviously grinding. You're doing stuff for no money. Uh, yep. You're doing stuff. For, you, you, you're having faith that, you know, why aren't we making money here? Because, you know, it's uh, to get to there. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, it's kind of, you know, thinking, always kind of thinking well, ahead and thinking, well, here's our ideal timeline and nothing kind of goes to schedule. Um, Especially trying to coordinate five men. And what keeps you. <laughs> who were boys, really? And what, the what keeps the drive? Is it the. You enjoy what you're doing, obviously. Is yeah. that, that that is that the main driver, or is the drive that we've got what our, we believe in our product? Obviously, to a certain extent, you have to. But yeah, and there's something there, or you're just that passionate about the content, the music that you're putting out there that you'll go through those sort of struggles for longer than probably most people would. 
Yeah, I, th- I think it was um, kind of, there was other things in life, um, you know, buying a house, getting married, which, you know, you shouldn't say got in the way, but it was also like, if Prior- I really... If priorities I, change? Man, if I still wanted to be doing it, I would you be doing do it. You could do it, yeah. You know what I mean? But it was like, you know what, I, I feel, what I enjoyed the most is, what I enjoyed, like there were some great times. There was some highlights that, yeah. I'll, you know, I keep my heart forever. The amazing memories. But when it comes back, it's 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 not all like that. And for me, it was like the highlight was just writing. That's what I enjoyed the most. Writing a new song and, you can and, st- and having to listen to yeah. it. And I still get to do that. Did, I've yeah, still got a still, platform to write and share. And It's nice uh, that I imagine when you write a new song and you put it out there and you get that feedback of, oh, this is good. Like, and you know, yeah. you probably go, I think this is a... F- I, I imagine, do you write a hit song and go, this is a hit? Or do you write something and go, I think I've got something here? <laughs> and you put it out there and Dude. then someone goes, ho, 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 you've got it here. Bringing back to what we we're talking about at the start, where you got to, where you're selling yourself. Like people would just sit in my car, go two seconds before we can even speak. You need to listen to these three demos, <laughs> and when they listen to them, I'd just look at their face. I was really close, going, "Do you like it? <laughs> Do you have a good time?" <laughs> that's that's it. There's only one answer here, by the way. <laughs> that's that's funny. I listened to uh, my daughter, oldest daughter, puts uh, wants to listen to Fire now because she found out you're in a band. So we listened to. Uh, New skin, uh, the news and control yeah. on the weekend because they were on. Uh, they must have been three songs that came in up, sort of on the shuffle or whatnot. Yeah, and so now that's uh, that's on the news is the, her song that's on uh, constant repeat. <laughs> she keeps asking for it every time we get in the car. Good. So maybe uh, you've got a resurgence of. Uh, of uh, you know the Wiggles uh, they had all the kids when they were growing up that now became parents and now their kids are liking the Wiggles so they've got so many generations of fans maybe there's something for the Mission in Motion oh, uh, just for the younger the younger fans uh, four and under <laughs> we had some blue <laughs> messages in all of our songs by the way so get, don't be surprised if Mary has to join the Navy <laughs> I was trying to think of that <laughs> That's good. Uh, dude, what uh, what we've got on in a couple of weeks is pretty cool. We've got some... I think we'll just go, go run through of who we got on. We've got Alan Howe coming up yeah. next next show, which will be episode 15, who's a motivational life coach. The coach, yeah. Um, he's created, That's be awesome. He's created an app called Fire as well, which is uh, which we'll chat about. Um, Can't wait to chat with him. Then we got uh, James Nightingale coming up uh, not fun. long after, who was just w- fresh off winning, uh, I think it's a best short documentary yeah. down in Melbourne for his uh, short film called Breaking Ice. Breaking Ice, uh, I, yes. think he, I think I, I looked at it on social media yesterday. He just, like, it just, it's fresh. He just won it. He's got another... That's awesome. ...another film in uh, that he's getting crowdfunding for called Book Week and a few other things. Um, and then we've got uh, we've got a few other people which yeah. will, will a few people up. in the pipeline yeah. so we uh, hit us up at GKNF we're on Facebook we're going to put uh, going to start pumping some uh, content or some marketing content out there so get some get some people listening get us on iTunes get feel us, free to share I know we have I know we haven't said this we used to say this for the first few episodes a lot give us some likes uh, is it likes or ratings yeah ratings, ratings. give us likes as well Max likes. Max likes. Max, max ratings. Give us some ratings. We're out, dude. Peace. Uh, we'll see you next week.